Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only five. $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Hey, this is the national treasure, Nick Aldis, and you're listening to the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. It's the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. With the Enforcer. I believe you're called Enforcers, Gordon. I sell women's shoes. And the Stallion. Stallion, baby! I am not what you would call a handsome man. I'll kick you in the nuts and you'll smile at me and like it. All night! to another edition of the all night long wrestling podcast we are your host he is the stallion i am the enforcer and admits admit admit amidst in the midst of all this craziness in the world professional wrestling is here for us and that's what we are here to talk about today joe welcome to another edition of the show everything good by you yeah, man. Thanks for having me this week. I appreciate it. It's kind. Of I weird. appreciate you making time for us. We are on the road to NXT in your house, um, and that's what we're going to be talking about this week. We also, uh, you know, in this quarantine era, um, what do they call it? The new norm, right? The new norm. I don't know. He was a good character on Cheers, though. I know that. So. <laughs> I love Norm. Uh, in this new normal era, um, there's a lot of professional wrestling you know, that can be watched. That's what we decided to do in the beginning. You know, you and I said, it's, uh, you know, we got some new subscriptions, so new some streaming services. We consolidated some. And you have been championing uh, OTT for quite some time now, Over the Top Wrestling. And I have been championing Progress Wrestling, which we have talked about on the show. They are very, very similar, but I never gave OTT... Um, much time i i don't know why that is i i didn't i think it's because of the lack of an app i'll be honest with you i think that's what it was but once you showed me their um their streaming service ott on demand through our pivot chair super easy to watch so we gave each other some homework took me considerably longer to do uh, my homework than i did you because you're better uh you 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 have a better schedule 
you are better looking, you're more uh, concise, you're more mature, you're more of an adult, you adhere to your responsibilities better. Did I miss anything? I just have a lot of free time. I think that's really what it comes down to. So none of those things are true. I just have a lot of free time on my hands. So. So what we did was we each picked a show for the other one to watch, and we are excited to talk about that, which we will do later on in this podcast. But what we're going to do first is we're going to talk about this week's NXT in your house. Joe, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, um, well, we both have the card in front of us, but I, I know they taped the main event already. Did they tape the rest of the show, or will the rest of the show be live? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't... I don't, know, I don't think it'll be live. I sense that it won't be, but um, I know for sure that they've taped the uh, NXT title match. Uh, I'm not sure about the rest of it. Well, I guess we'll find out on Sunday. If the show is not live, does that lessen your excitement for the show? Um, not really. I mean, unless unless spoilers leak out, but I think that um, for the most part, these uh, these shows that WWE and AEW have been running on on you know if they've taped them, not a lot of spoilers have gotten out except for when Nia Jax injures people. So, um, injures, murders, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, so other than that, I don't really mind because I don't know the results going in. So to me, it's still, it's still new, and there's you know, still not much of a crowd, whether it was going to be live or taped. So uh, it's not that big of a deal to me. Yeah, um, to me, I don't know. Some of that live wrestling, it's just more, in, more attractive to me, more intriguing. So I hope... I gotta be honest with you. This cinematic shit, man, I'm done with it. There are some things that were done very well in this cinematic era. Um, the Money in the Bank, I enjoyed. Um, the Stadium Stampede was, to me, the best. The Stadium Stampede, not just being a, a homer, mark, whatever you want to call me, I enjoyed the Stadium Stampede the most. There's a lot of stuff that has been really bad. Um, the Randy Orton and Edge match, to me, was just a rough use of uh, of cinematic wrestling. Would you agree? Yeah, I guess. I don't know what exactly qualifies as cinematic wrestling anymore in terms of if it's defined, defined by how it's shot or what the elements of it are. Like, I know for sure that the, uh, the Boneyard match with AJ Styles and The Undertaker was cinematic. I know that the Gargano and Champa match on NXT was cinematic. <laughs> the Firefly Funhouse was cinematic. Um, I guess that the the stadium stampede would qualify as that because they were kind of all over the the arena, maybe doing different things. I suppose that would qualify. I don't know about Edge and Orton if that was cinematic or if that was just kind of a you know false count anywhere that they just went all over the the building for. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's been some hit or misses. I think the the boneyard match I enjoyed. Um, Same for that was really good. The stadium stampede I enjoyed, and I can't really think of anything else that I really liked a lot i mean i think that gargano champa wasn't a bad idea it was just really long um so which match um let me sorry which match had the really terrible cut um mid mid air take which match was that (laughs) i don't know i mean there was a lot of that going on on wwe tv so i assume it's one of those we talked about it maybe a couple weeks ago was nxt was the velveteen dream it was a, I think it was just an NXT. They, they did a, um, yeah, Velveteen Dream did what was oh. supposed to be an elbow from the top turnbuckle over the barricade to the concrete floor, and uh, they did like a jump cut in between it to make it look like he did that in one shot. But um, of course, yeah, that's okay. So that's what it was. So yeah, um, um, this pre-taped 
sh- you know stuff. It's not it's not really for me. I, I think it's run its course, and I, I hope going forward, I hope we don't see a lot of it. The reason why I bring this up because um, the main event of NXT Takeover in your house. It's like fourteen words. Uh, is the Velveteen Dream taking on Adam Cole in a backlot brawl? And I believe the stipulation, I haven't seen NXT yet this week, so forgive me. I believe the stipulation is if Velveteen Dream doesn't win, he's never getting a shot at Adam Cole again. Uh, that sounds familiar. Uh, I'll be honest, I fell asleep in the middle of NXT last night, but I do remember seeing, um, I think Cole was in negotiations with uh, William Regal to get that stuff taken care of, so something along those lines. But I guess this is similar. It's supposed to be similar to the backlot brawl that was had at WrestleMania 12, I guess. Is that what I should be? It was 12, right? Yeah, 12. Yeah. Yep. Piper and Goldust. So, um, yeah, I guess, and yeah, like you said, they're supposed to shoot it cinematically, and it's been taped already. Um, so that, for sure, has been taped for Sunday. And there's five other matches on the card, so six in total. I think we're going to run through here and give our thoughts and, and incorrect predictions on. So, Sweet. Without further ado, let's get into it. I have the card up, so I guess I will uh, I will MC this. Let's start at the bottom, work our way up. First match on the card, Tegan Knox, Shotzi Blackheart, and Mia Yim versus Candice LeRae, Raquel Gonzalez, and Dakota Kai. A classic New Japan-style bunch of faces that don't really matter much with each other versus a bunch of heels. So... What uh, what do you got for us, Joe? I think I'm going to go with the heel team. I feel like uh, you know Candice is newly turned, and uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez is a relatively new pairing. I think uh, one of the baby faces, either Shotzi Blackheart or Mia Yim, can easily take a defeat here. So I'm going to go with uh, Candice, Dakota, and Raquel to get the win. I second everything you just said, and I think Candace should be getting the pin since she's got the new look, the new everything, the new music. Give her, uh, give her a good run here. So I'm going with the heels as well. Next up on the show, we have Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. I'm going to go with Finn Balor here. I just think he's someone that they should keep strong especially if he's going to be remaining on the nxt and potentially nxt uk brands uh damian priest the storyline here i believe is that it was a mystery attacker that was revealed to be damian priest and ended up costing finn balor a match against cameron grimes of all people um so i think balor gets some revenge here and takes out damian priest i'm not a damian priest guy i'm not I was actually more of a punishment Martinez guy before uh, we have now settled into this Damian Priest thing. I don't think he's got that. I don't. I don't know. I, I think they're trying too hard with him, and I, I don't think he has the in-ring capability of guys like Lee and DiJack, who he was really huddled around for a long time. So I'm going to agree with you, Finn Balor. For all intents and purposes, like should not. He shouldn't be wrestling Damian Priest, right? I mean, is that me? Like, he, he should definitely be more at the top of the card, uh, maybe in the title match kind of deal. Yeah, I, I think, I and I'm assuming that their, their plan at one point before quarantine and pandemic hit was that they were going to do Balor and Walter somewhere. I don't know what show they were going to do that at. Maybe the NXT TakeOver UK in Ireland they were going to do. or oh. I'm not sure. But... Um, 
I think that was the direction they were heading. And then, of course, with guys not able to travel and they have to change plans. So I, I, I think that this is just a, kind of a, a side you know, direction that they took. Um, so I, I, that's why I'm thinking that Ballard will win and kind of stay strong or you know, stay towards that top of the card level so that whenever things open back up, he can challenge you know, whether it's uh, Walter or whomever else they want to throw him into at the main event. That's a fair point. I actually completely forgot about that. So uh, are we both in? We're both in on Valor on that one, then, correct? Yes. Okay. Next up, we have Carrion Cross with Scarlet uh, taking on Tommaso Ciampa. It's weird. It's not Scarlet Bordeaux, and it's not Killer Cross. It's Carrion Cross and Scarlet. Scarlet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, man, this is a tough one for me to pick because. Clearly, Cross can't lose, right? But Tommaso Ciampa hasn't won in what feels like ever, right? So I, it's an interesting pairing. Um, I, you know, Cross Cross wins. Uh, he, he, like I said, he can't lose. But it, this is going to hurt Tommaso Ciampa. I mean, I, I personally would have just done Tommaso and Punishment get or or Cross and Punishment, right? Sorry, Cross and Damian Priest. So Cross beats another beast and like he's got a you know he's got a big win but i I don't know i'm i feel bad for tommaso Ciampa here joe yeah i mean i guess um i mean certainly cross needs i think needs to win right i think it would be a mistake for him to lose in his first uh pay-per-view outing is you know especially after the the push that he has been given since his debut uh i don't know what the deal is with champa he yeah, I mean, he lost at the end of the feud to Gargano, so he had to move on from there. He lost that match to Cole because of Gargano. Um, I don't know what the future holds for Champa. If he's uh, you know in it for the long haul, if he's kind of you know I don't know if his career how, how many years left he has with all the, the neck injuries that he's encountered. So I don't I don't know if he's at a point where he's only got a couple years left and he's going to transition into more of a part time or uh, trainer type role. But and I'm not really necessarily uh, I don't want to say I don't. I'm not saying I don't like him as a babyface, but I think that's not his best role either. So I do think that Cross will win somehow here. Um, I don't know if they'll do a rematch after this, but I think that Cross will win and uh, continue his push in NXT. You and I are three for three so far on this one. Um, Next up, let's go to the NXT North American Championship. Johnny Gargano versus Keith Lee. Um, Keith Lee's been on quite a bit of a run. They have like a uh, almost like a mixed tag esque feud. It's Keith Lee and Mia Yim uh, versus Gargano and Candice. I think this is probably the time for them to strap the uh, the proverbial rocket to the heel Johnny Gargano and give him the NXT North American title. Keith Lee has had a good run with it, but I could see them maybe looking to bring Keith Lee up to the main roster at some point. And in order to do that, they probably have to take the title off of him. And Johnny Gargano isn't a guy that I see leaving NXT anytime soon. So why not give him the North American title? So I'm going with Johnny. Yeah, I, I think uh, Gargano should win here also for you know a few different reasons. One of them, of course, because he's also uh, newly turned. So I think him winning this it would be a good idea. I think uh, I could see them getting some more mileage out of him and Candice bragging about both winning at the pay-per-view. Um, and I think Keith Lee should move on to some bigger things, whether that's the main roster or maybe feuding for the NXT championship, depending on where that, that heads. I think you know, he's had a good run with the, the North American title. He's, uh, I mean, listen, if, if this was normal stuff was going on, I'd probably just say he should keep it because he's been that good. But I, 
I think he should move move past it and move on to other stuff. So I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Garni Gargano. Who is that that's agreeing with me? Uh, that's well. It started off as Buster was agreeing with you, but now it seems like Hunter is really he's he's pissed. He doesn't think at all that Johnny Gargano is gonna win. Okay, he's we just he's picking. You want to lay out? We just lay out and let him bark. <laughs> No, I think that just should signal to everybody who's going to be betting, you know, placing bets on this show that they should they should bet on Keith Lee, because uh, if uh, Hunter the dog is not a fan of the Gargano Gargano picks, then I think we gotta. I think everybody should should pick Keith Lee, but you know, I'm sticking with Gargano as much as. Okay, well now that um, the beaches of Normandy have been stormed upstairs, we can uh, continue on with the show. So that's going to leave us uh, two matches left. We have the NXT Women's Championship match, which is Charlotte Flair defending her title against Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley. And yeah, so let's go with that one next. So NXT champion Charlotte Flair. Charlotte has done a good job with this belt. Um, She's had the title. Oh, here's Hunter. He's... He's ready to give his uh, extra two cents on the show. You know, if the idea is to keep Charlotte on NXT to bolster the ratings to combat the old A.E. Dubsky, then you'd probably want to keep her on the show. She just won the title at WrestleMania, which was... Oh, that was two months ago already, man. Where are we? I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of torn on this one. I would like for Io Shirai to get a run with it, but I, I just don't know if they're ready to do that because of her um, inability to cut a promo. Uh, so I'm going to say we keep the belt on Charlotte here. Yeah, I, I think that's that's going to be their move. Um, they seem uh, they love Charlotte, obviously. I think that's not anything I need to explain. As per, she's on like almost every show. So. I think she keeps it, and I, I think the better move would be for her to drop it in a one-on-one match against whoever they decide is the right person to take the title off of her, so whether that's Ripley or Shirai or somebody else. So I think Charlotte's going to retain it in the triple threat. Okay, and that's going to leave us with, you know, not, not for nothing, just to hop back on the, uh, the Charlotte discussion. I think she's done a good job um, elevating the other talent that, you know she's been wrestling yeah she's been winning and everybody's like oh she's the female roman reigns but when i think it was Liv morgan she wrestled a couple of weeks ago and then she had another uh, good match with um mia yim and i think there was one more match on nxt i think she's done a pretty good job in bringing up um some other people and giving them uh sprinkling some uh, flare dust on them if you will so i'm kind of all in on uh, her uh, title reign so far you know you don't like that you don't you're not a charlotte guy I don't agree with that that sentiment. No. Talk to me. Why not? Um, well, I don't see how she's really benefited anybody else um, in her two months as NXT champion yet. So she beat Rhea Ripley, and then she buried her in promos after the fact, which is pretty much the opposite of what you're supposed to do, right? You're supposed to talk up your opponents so that when you beat them, you look even better. Um, she she buried her in promos after that. I don't. I can't recall a match that she's had where she put somebody else over other than losing to Bailey on SmackDown, which is probably the last person that needs it. Um, she had a match, I think, with Io Shirai, where I don't know if it was like a DQ finish. Um, she had a match with Mia Yim that she won. She had that match with Liv Morgan, and I haven't seen Liv Morgan do jack or squat since then either, um, and she did beat her. So all I've really seen are a lot of the same Charlotte promos every single week. Um, on Raw or NXT or SmackDown. Um, 
And, I mean, if they want to put the title on her to kind of try to elevate that a little bit more and get it onto main TV, I don't have a problem with them doing that. But um, I'm not really sure what other workers that she's benefited yet from having the title. Well, I mean, let's be clear on one thing. She's not uh, cutting these promos without direction, right? It's not like she went out there and buried Rhea Ripley. I'm sure that was too, you know, pretty much to the point of what she was told to say. I mean, either way, it doesn't. I mean, it, to me, it's it, it, that doesn't matter. It's just more of you know, if that's what she was told to say or that's what she said, it doesn't help the situation. It's it's not made me interested in her or her feuds. So if she would have said, you know, maybe put people over more or you know, not treated people like a joke or not been so, you know whatever about things then i probably would be more invested but i just based off of her attitude and her character i don't have that investment um, in her as i maybe would with some other people who would be more of a workhorse with the title i'm more invested in her matches because I, I feel like personally she's gotten a better match out of Liv morgan than i've ever seen Liv morgan have that's the only reason why i say she's um bringing up other people she had a good match with bailey too but as to your point you've you know you're just booked on you know, I think it's an overexposure issue too, right? She's on every, literally every single show, so they they view her as the the female version of John Cena and Roman Reigns, which is fine. But you have a lot of TV time right now, and you have a lot of talent that could be taking up those spots. So I agree with you on that. I I think we will get a good match though, which is uh, what I'm looking for. So now the main event, it's a back lot, back alley, Hollywood, whatever kind of street fight. Um, Adam Cole, champion, defending against the Velveteen Dream, who uh, seems like we haven't had any uh, blowback, if you will, in that little kerfluffle that the Velveteen Dream ran into a couple weeks back. So uh, I guess good news for him. Maybe innocent to prove him guilty, Joe? I don't know. I don't know how that stuff works anymore. Um, but, yeah, avoidance. I, mean, I like the avoidance of uh, me question. I, uh, I think that, um, you know, I think – that he's probably going to win the title. Um, I, I sensed that that's the direction they were going for a little while, yeah, especially after Cole beat Ciampa. And the only other person... So I personally, if it was my choice, I would have Cole keep it and then maybe drop it to Keith Lee or something like that. That's what I would do. Um, and maybe that's what they will do. I don't know. But I think that they're going to have him uh, drop it to Velveteen Dream this weekend um, because I don't know what you would do with Dream after this if he loses um and i don't know what the situation is with adam cole and the undisputed era um you know we talked we were talking off you know off air yesterday about cole's contract situation if he is running out in august i don't know if he's resigned yet you know would they keep the title on him you know closer to when he you know his contract is running out or they just kind of take it and uh move him onto something else, you know, it's, whether it's the main roster or different feuds, you know, break up the UE or if he's just going to leave altogether. Um, I, I think, so my sense is that that's where they're going to go. He's had the title for over a year. He won it on June 1st of uh, last year in Connecticut, so he's had it for over a year. We were there. Yep, we were there. So I think that's just what they're going to do. I mean, Velveteen Dream is really um, as close to a developmental guy as they've had, right? I think he came from Tough Enough um, you know, I know he had some, I think, indie experience, but he's really been a guy that they developed that character in-house, and uh, they probably want to pay that off. So um, I think I think Dream's going to win it on Sunday. I'm standing strong on uh, Team Adam Cole. I could. All of your points are valid. I just don't think the Velveteen Dream is a guy that really needs the title. And then I look at you know who's going to be in the main event picture after 
Um, if Velveteen Dream were to win, I mean, you could do a rematch with Adam Cole. Fine, with a hot shot killer cross. He's kind. Of, he's like a. He's a face, right? Cross. Yeah. I think he's a heel. Cross is a heel. I assume. I mean, he's facing Ciampa on Sunday, so oh, he kind of attacked him from behind and suplexed him on a concrete or some junk like that, right? So. I thought he was kind of like that cool tweener face. All right, so I guess maybe you could have Killer Cross do it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm sticking with Adam Cole because I feel like he deserves a title, and I, I don't feel like the Velveteen Dream is a guy that you could build a promotion around. I think it's I I, I just don't. He has good matches. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I think if they want to go babyface champion, I think like you said, Keith Lee is a better um, is a better alternative. Um, or you go back to Tommaso Ciampa if you wanted to. I mean, they did Ciampa and Cole already. But uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Cole. I'm gonna say Cole keeps it, and uh, maybe like maybe Keith Lee afterwards. So we were five for six. We agreed on everything but the main event, which is we're usually wrong like a lot when that shit happens. I think last one was like the AEW before last, and we did very very poorly. So uh, well, what's your right, level? So. Yeah, what's your level of excitement going into the show out of ten? Um, I don't know, maybe like a six. I mean, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of good matches uh, in ring, so they they always seem to deliver on stuff like that. So um, in ring, not cinematically. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say about that. I, it's hard for me to uh, to judge those things. I can't predict because there's only been a few, and you never know what kind of tricks they're gonna have up their sleeve with those types of things. So, but I think all the other matches, I for sure, will be entertaining. I just. Uh, some of the storylines leading into it are not as, as hot. And again, that, that comes with, you know, the lack of crowd and, you know, maybe some other, um, you know, taping certain things and, you know, new faces that they're kind of people are trying to get used to. Um, so I, I think it's not as maybe as hot as other NXT takeover shows that they've had in the past. Um, but, you know, given the circumstances, I'm sure the matches will be good and, uh, you know, it'll be an enjoyable watch on Sunday. Sure. I, I'm, I'm right about there. I'm about six and a half because it's, Give me some to watch on the weekends. That's professional wrestling. That's new, you know. So let's. Uh, all right, let's shift gears. You know, we said a lot of you know a lot of the names we mentioned, believe it or not, um, have come from other places like Progress, Progress, and OTT. Well, I don't know if OTT has it. I don't think they have a relationship with the WWE, do they? As far as allowing their wrestlers to go over there. Yeah. Yeah, I think they have. I mean, I, I think they have relationships with almost everybody, um, from what I can tell. I mean, I've seen. I've watched OTT shows uh, that have featured guys like you know like Walter right is a, a WWE guy. Um, Devlin was for a while. Um, I've seen guys from ROH like Mark Haskins, um, and I think I've seen guys from AEW there and New Japan right. I mean I've seen Will yeah, Ospreay there, true. Jushin Liger. Um, so in, I think over time I've seen I've seen those guys do that type of stuff. So I don't know what their relationship is officially, but I know that there have been you know wrestlers that in WWE that have worked on those shows um, in the past. And progress clearly they have a working relationship with WWE as per the WWE UK. I know something changed uh, earlier this year. I'm not too keen on what it is. I hope it means those guys can still come to progress. Of course, I'm talking about like uh, Mustache Mountain, Jordan Devlin, things like that. But without uh, further ado, let's get into both of these shows. You want to start with progress or you want to start with OTT, Joe? Uh, I mean, I think you, you just watched OTT and I've seen Scrap Mania 5 several times already, so we can certainly jump into that. All right. So 
Scrappermania 5, for those who don't know, OTT, Over the Top Wrestling, is the predominant professional wrestling um, organization in jolly old Ireland, uh, my home country, where I'm from. Uh, well, my ancestors upon my ancestors are from Ireland. Um, but, you know, progress and OTT kind of um, mirror themselves in terms of the crowd, in terms of the atmosphere, and a lot of the talent. Because apparently, I looked at a map, uh, the UK and Ireland are pretty close to each other. So... Very simple for those guys to uh, get over there. And now, correct me if I'm wrong, Scrapper Mania, is their biggest show of the year, or is it the anniversary show? I think those are the two biggest from my understanding. And I, my OTT knowledge, I'm ramping it up as quickly as I possibly can over the last, like, you know, eight to ten months or so. But um, I think Scrapper Mania is usually held around uh, St. Patrick's Day in Ireland. And then their anniversary show is, of course, probably when their anniversary is a little bit later in the year. Those are typically, to my understanding, their two biggest shows um, in terms of storylines and crowd size, venues, and things like that. Okay, now I'm not going to go, like, I don't want to do, like, the breakdown for every match because we'll be here forever. Just a couple of things that um, really stuck out to me, and, you know, we can go back and forth on it. The entrances in OTT are better than anything I've ever watched on my television ever. Um, the besties in the world are the current Evolve Tag Team Champions. They come out to Savage Garden. Um, Club Tropicana. Captain Sexy and Aiden Epic. Dude, this, the stuff that they do is so... It, it's hilarious and it's great. But for everything that's hilarious and great, the things that they're able to do serious-wise, like the, the video packages behind these matches um, were... It, it told the story of why this match was happening. Um, Session Moth Martina and her match with uh, Mako Satamora, they had such a great video package um, leading up to it that Session Moth kind of felt like she was a little bit of a loser. She lost the title for the uh, lads from the flats. And, like, it, it brings you in and it gets you emotionally invested. Like, all right, like, I know what's going on. Now I can decide who I want to root for in this match. Did you feel the same way? Yeah, I, I do. I think that they... Uh, they yeah, the storylines that they have and the video package that they use to build up to some of these matches on the main shows are excellent. Um, the production quality is great. And, you know, some of these matches where, like, it's for promotion, when it's a promotion like this that doesn't have, like, a weekly TV show, right, and they kind of have to build to these, um, you know, major events with smaller events or however they do it, you know, maybe, you know, uh, YouTube-related stuff with storylines or whatever, Um yeah, it's it's just it's just great. You you watch it and I you become immediately invested. At least I I did in um, when you watch some of this stuff. So that that match, the Session Moth Martina match that you mentioned, I thought was great. Um, the build up to it, um, you know, we talked about and the other guys that they have. Like you can tell, right? Like Devlin, Jordan Devlin was like their has been their ace for a long time. I know he, I think he recently just just kind of parted or whatever they're doing with with OTT right now, but he was their ace, and you can tell that that a guy like Scotty Davis is probably the next guy that they want to be that Irish ace. Um, and he's, he gets a strong push. You get familiar with him right away. He, he faces Jushin Liger on this show. Yeah. I mean, let's not even call him a guy. He's what? 19 years old, Joe. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a young, he's a young guy. Um, but he's, uh, he's clearly very talented and he also is in, you know, has wrestled in progress. So you see stuff like that. They bring in a guy like Walter, who's a dominant champion pretty much anywhere that he goes. Um, you know, and again, in the mix of talent, you know, we talked about, you know, we talk about, you know, David Starr is a guy who is who's now their current champion 
in OTT, and he's been you know towards the top of the card for a while. On this show, Scrapper Mania Five from which is from 2019, he wrestled Dan Barry, and the crowd is just you know so good, uh, but you know cheering for for Barry and uh, you know buying into Star's act and everything, and and just it's just those matches are so so good, and all those people are so talented. I guess it's just it's just really an entertaining watch. And start to Dan Barry of uh, Team Tremendous for. He can go like Team Tremendous is like a comedy routine. But when they put on a match, they put on a great match. And he went 20 minutes with David Starr, hold for hold, move for move. And the please don't go, uh, not please don't go, but it was a please come back chance. And then there was uh, the last chant was uh, you're one of us for Dan Barry. So that match was great. Um, Aussie Open is a tag team that I've watched a lot in progress. And they were in a four-way match here with... um, and Helico and Ray Horace versus Club Tropicana and the besties in the world, and that opened the show. And that's one of those, like, four-team scrambles where it's, like, literally balls to the wall for 10 minutes, don't blink, crazy shit's going to happen. Um, that match was off the charts. Um, going down the card, just talking about some of the really the matches that suck out to me. Um, the Loser Leaves Town six-man tag match. It was the Kings of the North, who are Bonesaw, Damian Corvin, not Corbin, and Duncan Disorderly against uh, British Strong Style, Pete Erdoon, Trent Seven, and Tyler Bate. I think everybody thought the Kings of the North were going to win because British Strong Style could was leaving to go to the WWE anyway. Swerve, British Strong Style wins and wins the uh, OTT six-man tag title in, in the process. And the crowd, dude, I felt like if this was a 3D show, like I was there. I was in the crowd. That match really exceeded my expectations. But to me, one of the matches of the year, and I didn't even fucking see it last year, was Jordan Devlin and Walter. Go back. Do whatever you have to do. Go back and watch Jordan Devlin versus Walter. That match starts in a, just a, a blaze of fury, and it continues the entire time. Like three times I texted you. I'm like, all right, I'll be ready to podcast soon. I'm in the, the closing stretch. And it was like six minutes into the match, and the match went 22 minutes. So, like, that match told a great story. The crowd loved Jordan Devlin. They fucking hated Walter. Like it was like they were gonna like jump in the ring, old school heat. That match, I'm going five stars. I'm going five stars big for Devlin and Walter. And then overall, the show to me, I'd give it a nine. Um, you know, because it was a it was like a buffet, right? It was a little bit of everything. The comedy was good comedy. The the pro, pro wrestling matches were great wrestling matches, and the main event delivered strong. I go nine. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that. It's just it's such a good um, it's just such a good overall entertaining show for me. And the and the announcers, um, oh. Angus McAnally and and Tony Kelly are just they're just so good. They open the show every time, and they, they have their kind of little you know. Um, you know, skits or things like that they do with the fans, right, where they introduce the show and Tony Kelly doesn't wear socks. It's really just the whole, you have to kind of, if you keep watching the shows, it's, you can see things like that develop. And there's storylines that go from this show that carry out for, you know, the rest of the year. So as you can see, if people subscribe to OTT On Demand, check it out. Um, I think it's like, I mean, I, I pay for it. I don't know. It's like $8.50 a month or something. It's not even $10. It's like less than $10 a month to do it. And you get their entire library plus some events from other promotions like AEW, uh, Rev Pro. Um, it's really if people, if you're a fan that likes to um, have fun, have yeah, and also like broaden out beyond just some of the standard promotions that are here in America, um, like you know WWE, AEW, NXT, ROH. And you want to this is 
this is one of the promotions I think that people should check out for sure, in addition to Progress, which I know we're going to talk about here in a second. So I think it's highly recommended for, by me for anybody who's interested in checking it out. Yeah, so kudos to you for picking up uh, OTT uh, last year, man. So that, that was, like I said, that was a great show. And not for nothing, no matter where Zach Gibson goes, the dude is a heat magnet. People fucking hate him. Like, he held the microphone for, what, 10 minutes before he even got a word out? It was it was fantastic. So that was awesome. Let's uh, let's head on over to Progress Chapter ninety five. Still chasing. This is not one of the um, you know the the giant bigger Progress shows. Progress did a show um, you know earlier in the year. They have their Super uh, Strong Style sixteen, which is a tournament. Um, this was just uh, a regular run of the mill Progress show from their Ali Pali uh, Alexandra Palace, and it it delivered. In every aspect, I've, I've watched a show more than once, much like you did to OTT. So, give me some of your, uh, you know, some of the, your takeaways from it. What do you thought? Uh, well, you know, so progress is something I think um, that I was a little bit more familiar with, or been familiar with for a little bit longer. Uh, they did a show here in New York that we went to, uh, which was a lot of fun. Um, I know Jim Smallman is no longer in charge of it because he's moved on to NXT UK, but uh, you know, he's also a guy I think that like you know, he opens the show every time and uh, gets the crowd into it, you know, interacts with them, uh, makes people feel like they're part of the show. And, uh, yeah, in, in a similar sense, like we said, you know, they are, they're able to bring in talent from a lot of different areas, whether it's not, not only the U.K., but, you know, other European countries, um, some wrestlers from the, uh, from the United States and, and WWE. And, um, yeah, I mean, this show, uh, like you said, I guess for what would be considered a, a quote-unquote regular show had a lot of, you know, big stuff on it, right? They had a tag title match to open it. Um, they had a battle royal, excuse me, a, ba- a rumble, whatever they call it. Uh, it was a Proteus rumble. But yeah. to your point before, not to interrupt you, you were talking about Scotty Davis and how this kid's 19 and he's going to be the ace of OTT. He's He and Jordan Devlin won the tag team titles in this show. So yeah. I think like Scotty Davis is a guy you're going to be seeing for uh, quite some time. Yes. Yeah, him and Cara Noir, right? Guys like him um, who fought Pete Dunne on this show. Um, you know, and that Proteus battle royal, it's something that uh, – you know, the, the Proteus title concept is something that's at least new to me. I'm not sure if it's ever been done before in the wrestling business, but to me it's it's relatively a new concept where, you know, the, the champion gets to determine what the rules will be uh, for the matches when the belt is defended. And um, I think Paul Robinson, right, ended up winning the uh, the Rumble to become the first Proteus champion. So I thought, And I thought the Rumble was pretty entertaining for what it was with a lot of different folks in it. Um, I was a little upset that... Uh, Oh, man, who was it that I was... Oh, Vacant. Vacant. I was upset that Vacant, the 52-time champion, did not win the Rumble. But uh, <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff A lot of good stuff in it. Martina is in it, uh, too, you know? So you get, you get to see uh, some intergender wrestling in, in the the, uh, the Rumble. And, I was pretty upset Santos didn't win. Los Federales Santos Jr. <laughs> Part of the anti-fun police. Yeah, it was, it was a rough loss for me. So then, and in the end, you know, I think I think the, uh, the there's the angle of David Starr not being able to defeat Walter has crossed over several different promotions, and uh, Progress being one of them. Um, so Walter, being the Progress champion at this show, uh, defended against David Starr, and then they had the uh, I, I, I'm not going to call it the Money in the Bank cash in, but there was you know um, a, a cash in of sorts, right, for a title shot, where Eddie Dennis ended up cashing in a championship opportunity. To uh, end up to win the progress title by pinning uh, David Starr at the end of the show, so uh, pretty t- twist ending, as they say. Swerve, bro. I think they call it a swerve. 
yeah, I didn't see that coming when I watched that, and I saw Eddie Dennis win. I was like, holy shit. That was a, such a cool, nobody even thought about it. Walter and David Starr, yada, yada, yada. Boom. And here we go. Miko Sadamore again. She defeated Jordan Grace for the uh, Progress Women's title. So, yeah, man, Progress is another show. What they do is they, they continually build stars. Um, Cara Noir um, lost to Pete Dunne in this match, but immediately... That dude, he became a star. Um, Scotty Davis, people knew of him, but partnering with Jordan Devlin gave him cre- um, you know, really good credibility and to get wins over uh, the Grizzly Young Vets and Aussie Open. Again, it's just they're really, really good at noticing that those guys that they have, they're not, they're not going to stay there forever. So they quickly have to, you know, like you said, they don't have a weekly show. So usually one a month, maybe one every two months or every two months. So you have to quickly get those guys to the next level. So people keep buying tickets for these um, for these shows. And that, that's what they're doing here. Car Noir is, well, I don't want to spoil it, but let's just say he has a, a pretty strong 2019 into uh, early 2020. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I think overall, I'd probably give this show, um, I'd probably give it an eight for me. Um, I, I like the OTT show better, but that's just I'm kind of more of a bias in that regard but it was a very solid show and there's a lot of good wrestling up and down the card i'm gonna give it an 8.5 i will say this proteus rumble was probably the most fun at rumble match i've ever seen um i think the booking was great and it had a lot of serious stuff had a lot of comedy stuff and it was it was an hour-long match and it kept my attention i was watching it i was like all right i'm like i'm not turning away from it so kudos to progress kudos to ott um you know you and i both subscribe to these both so we're definitely looking forward to these guys returning, hopefully sooner rather than later, and uh, following up with some more OTT in progress. Our European expansion, I think, is what we should call it, Joe. The All Night Long Wrestling Podcast takes Europe, right? They're both in Europe, right? That's the yeah, thing. there you go. European Rampage Tour. Let's do it. European Rampage. Oh, God. Let me get me started on that. Um, last but not least, you know, me and the old uh, wifeski, we want to go to Ireland for uh, our delayed honeymoon so i'm gonna try to plan it around an ott show maybe i could reach out to them be like hey uh when you guys have shows coming up and honey we're, we're in ireland what a better thing to do than check out some scraps eh they don't, they don't say hey that's canada right i don't know i think um but i'm sure if you reached out to ott and told them that you were planning your honeymoon around one of their shows they would probably guide you in the right direction i'm pretty sure they seem like all great people over there so i don't think there's anything wrong with that at all I agree. They definitely do. Well, listen, guys, we appreciate you checking out another episode of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast with us. If you want to follow us any and everywhere on social media, it is at All Night Long WP. If you've checked out these shows, let us know. There was um, uh, really, really quickly, there was a gentleman on Twitter that kicking out a kayfabe podcast, actually, a message when I said I was watching Scrapper Mania show. He said he was at the show. And uh, it was one of the most, you know, the fun wrestling shows he's had. So, you know, if you if you guys have seen these shows, you want to talk to us about it, let us know. Or if you want to try Progress or OTT on demand, give it a shot. There's a lot of good content on there, and uh, we're hoping for a lot of good content this weekend at NXT's in your house. Follow us along on that social media platform, and I'll be tweeting along because I'll be live watching because I got nothing else to do. So for Joe, who goes by the Stallion, myself, the Enforcer. That's it for another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast, and we are tapping out. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.